This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, you know what? Small changes towards a healthier lifestyle can add up in a big way, but maybe you're not sure where to begin. Let me talk to you about Grove Collaborative. Running to the store has been pretty stressful of late, and there's nothing worse than forgetting something on your list and needing to make multiple trips. Shopping for home essentials should be easy and convenient, and that's where Grove Collaborative comes in. Healthy, plant-based, non-toxic cleaning products that work, and the good ones are actually more enjoyable to use. But where do you start and who do you trust? Grove Collaborative. Grove is the online marketplace that delivers healthy home, beauty, and personal care products directly to you. Grove Collaborative takes the guesswork out of going green. Browse the site for thousands of home, beauty, and personal care products, all guaranteed to be good for you, your family, your home, and your planet. So join over 2 million households who have trusted Grove Collaborative to make their homes happier and healthier, and shipping is fast and free on your first order. Making the switch to natural products has never been easier. For a limited time, when you go to grove.co slash Rome, you will get to choose a free gift with your first order of $30 or more. But you have to use our special code. Go to grove.co slash Rome to get your exclusive offer. That's grove.co slash Rome. And uh, I learned a lot from you, and uh, we're going to have a great masses. I think the country needs it, mate. Dry, fast greens at Augusta, science guy going up in the muff, we got speeds making them from all over the place, the flowers are going to bloom, the sheilas are out with the uh, sundresses, boom, here we go. Hey now, what's going on? Welcome to the pod, and not just the pod, but the fourth annual Masters Preview Podcast with my very good friend and longtime jungle legend, Steve Elkington. Elk needs no introduction around here. Not at all, but he's going to get one anyway. He's a 10-time tour winner. He won the 95 PGA Championship at Riv. He is one of just five sticks to win the players twice. He's played in 13 different Masters tournaments. My man is one of one, one of a kind. They do not make him like Elk anymore, but... You also knew that already. And with that said, let me say this is the fourth time since we started doing this podcast to preview the Masters with Elk. This podcast episode features extremely explicit language. Generally, it does, especially today. I want to make sure you know that going in. Very explicit language. Now that we're caught up, squared away, and properly hyped, Let's do the damn thing. Episode 169 with Steve Elkington starts right now. Elk, my guy, it's time. It is so good to have you back. And if it seems like we just did it, it's because we just did it, right? Back in November, 
We ran through with the Masters, and it was not what it normally is, right? But now it is. I mean, that was then, this is now, and now we're going to get that traditional Super Bowl of golf where it's supposed to be. How fired up are you for this? And lay it out for me. Mate, I used to think, how are you, Jimmy? Nice to be on with you, mate. I've, I've been anticipating this all day. Um, you know, the Masters in November was good. Didn't see any flowers, very soft, 20 under. But, mate, this week, the bloom is going to match up. I don't think, oh, actually, I know the green coats didn't like 20 under. I also know that they didn't like it when science guys said that 68 is par for them. So, mate, I think there's going to be some tricks that Augusta is going to play on the players this week. Not tricks, but they're going to show their course off, I think, in a little different way. What a tremendous start to an always incredible interview, Elk. This is exactly why I've been looking forward to this all day long as well. So what do you expect or know in the way of the course setup, and how do you expect it to play? Well, they're already um, nominating that the course is very firm and dry. So the fairways, they've kept them kind of slow. They don't want the fairways to be fast because they don't want the ball to run 60 yards down the fairway, but they want the greens to be super firm. Now, they have a little um, agronomical advantage up there because they have that sub-air system that they can suck all the moisture out of the green. But, mate, they've been preparing for this for you know months. They've been top-dressing the greens. And what does that do? They take this talcum powder-type powder grain sand and they lay it over the top of the green each day, and it makes that grass dry out. It makes that blade of that grass get thin and lean like a runner and there's less friction. The ball, won't, the ball won't stop. And I think what we're going to find is, and what that does, is, Jim, is it, it makes it harder to get the, the, the shot stiff. It, it makes the, it, the ball runs to an area on the green that they don't really want to be on. And if they miss a green, it's very difficult to chip onto really firm green. So I have you know, done all the data, everything. Hawk's seen it all. But this week... Uh, is going to be different. It's, it's, I've got it very stacked on experience, mate. I have seen the data as well, and it's fascinating what you've compiled, Elk, and I do appreciate that. Now, depending on when somebody's listening right now, you and I are co- having this conversation on Wednesday before. Now, you have played in many, many Masters. What I want to know is, what is it mentally like to prepare to tee it up on Thursday? Like, everybody, Elk, loves to talk about Sunday, but what's it like on Thursday to get ready to start this tournament? Mate, it's, 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 you know, the biggest anticipation thing, mate. It's sort of like Christmas. But, you know, I played, I think about, I played about 13, mate, uh, 13 Masters. And one year, mate, I was on the, on the West Coast. I was, I'd been in the Masters two or three times before. I think this was around 93. I was starting to become a decent player. And um, Raymond Floyd and I were, were good friends. And, of course, he's one of the legends, won the tournament, I think, twice up there. He came to me out in the West Coast and he says, "Do you want to play the Mar- Do you want to play at Augusta?" And of course, I answered yes. Wow. And he says, "What time?" And I said, "What What are you talking about?" And I, I sort of stopped hitting balls, turned around, and Raymond said, "What time do you want to play at the Masters on Thursday of the fucking tournament?" <laughs> I go, "Ray, what, what are you, Ray? What are you talking about?" I don't understand what you're fucking saying here. Tell me what you're saying. He says, mate, he says, I 
am really good friends with a with um, Mr. Stevenson, the president at the time. He said he lets me pick whoever I want to play with. And do you want to play at twelve o'clock with me on Thursday? Yes or no? I said you're asking me right now, like in fucking February, if I want to play with you in April and Thursday at twelve o'clock. He said, "Fucking course, I want to play with you, mate." So. Here I am, I'm a young guy, and now I've already sort of got my pairing, which, by the way, I don't even think is fucking legal or anything or whatever. I don't care, but the Masters has all its own rules. For four years, I was paired with Raymond Floyd on Thursday at fucking 12 o'clock at the golf course. Insane. And the first year that happened, I'm out on the green, I'm putting, I'm pretty young, mate. I've only won, I think, once or twice. Fucking Jack's on the putting green. Tom Weiskopf's there with fucking $10,000 alligator shoes and Hamilton slacks, custom, the whole show. And, and I'm looking around and I go, mate, I've fucking arrived. I mean, these guys are hand-picking me to play. And, of course, I found out later, Raymond, from his wife, she's not around now, she passed away. Um, Raymond would like to watch my rhythm. So he picked me, he said, I'm going to put Elkington with me. I'm going to watch his rhythm, and off we go. So I did that for four years. But to answer your question, it's, it's like Christmas Day, mate. You, you want to play good. You, I, never, I never thought much more than about just getting off the first tee, hit it, you know, get it in play. I never let my brain think way ahead. Just get me up the first hole, mate. You know, it's such an amazing story, Elk, and I'm glad that you answered it like that. You also answered my other question. I was going to say, Elk, what is it about Ray? Like, that was not a coincidence that he asked you and continued to ask you, and then you answered the question. He wanted to see what your rhythm was like. For those who do not know, and I think, Elk, for the record, I don't know that I've ever spoken to Raymond, but, man, he is a dude now. Ray, Ray is something else. For those who don't know, what was he like then? What is he like? He was a mass murderer. I mean, he fucking got in front, and he just wouldn't let go. And he was had an unorthodox swing, dressed very well, just had the, you know the best caddy, and he was just awesome. And I remember one year, it was one of about two years later than that, playing that that day again on the on the Thursday at noon, and off we go. And he birdies number one, and you know he's getting a little bit older, probably probably forty five, forty eight, somewhere in there. Birdies two, easy par five. Birdies three. Birdies fucking four with a 40-footer across the green with 20-footer break. And I'm just thinking, holy shit. I'm looking at the board. We're taking off at noon. All the morning scores are already in. And now fucking Raymond is tied for the lead after four holes. Birdie the first four holes. I'm thinking, fuck me. This is unreal. I'm like even. And we got five. And the fifth hole at Augusta is the most incredible green on the course. Hardest second shot. It's got this almost like this wave in front of the green. And if you don't get up on top of the wave, your ball comes back and you can hardly two-putt and all this bullshit. Anyway, Raymond gets on the green and the pin that day was cut right on the front of this fucking Volkswagen nose. And Raymond's over there 30 feet. And I'm looking at this putt and I'm thinking, he's got a putt sort of towards the wave and he hits it too hard. It's going to go down the... It's, going to, it's the hardest putt you've ever seen. And when he hit that putt, and it was halfway there. By the time it fucking went in the hole, mate, he was on the 6T with his fucking head turned sideways, and he was doing like a fucking peacock strut. And I thought, holy fucking hell. He said, my, head, my hairs on my neck and arms were stood up for four holes. Wow. Couldn't believe it. He finished up shooting about two under that day, but I'll never in my life remember, 
forget those first five holes with Ray. Elk, that's like you right now in this conversation. That's you, Elk. You're in that same zone. You want to hear something amazing. Discover matches all the cash back that you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. Now, how amazing is that? In fact, even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. Discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations do apply. All right, so when we look at the Masters, and you could tell those stories forever, and the clones would never get tired of them, and neither would I. When you look at the storylines this year, I could start any number of places, but why don't we start with Jordan Spieth? I mean, he has his first win in 1,300 days. He's rolling it really nicely right now. He's got six top 15s in his last seven starts. We know he loves Augusta. All of a sudden, he's the chic pick. He's the third betting favorite. All of that said, are you buying into the hype train of Jordan Spieth coming this coming in this way and winning the Masters this week. You're damn right I am. And I was on this podcast in November, and I was so fucking big on Science Guy, Bryson. We won't have to say that again. Science Guy is Bryson. Uh, And I sold that fucking show, and he blew it. We'll talk about that in a minute. But Jordan Spieth, mate, when you think about other eras of players and that come to Augusta, and what skill set do they have that they're suited to win there? I think of Seve Ballesteros. I think of fucking Phil Mickelson when he was in his prime. I think about Crenshaw. Well, fuck, who's more prepared than Jordan Spieth? The guy's a freak with a putter. He's a freak with a chipper. He's gotten over the hump last week. Jordan Spieth is the most qualified guy for this week, this particular Masters, because of the way the setup is. Listen, I buy that. I buy that. I accept that. I can't in any way refute that. But I would say, Elk, and you brought it up, you felt as strongly about Science Guy when you and I had this conversation in November as you do right now about Jordan Spieth. By the way, I did as well. And he made you and I both look really, really bad. What are your thoughts on that? And why did he struggle as seriously as he did in November? Well, look, science is science. Who's going to show up? Which science guy is going to show up this week? The guy that fucking smashes it over the pond at six at Bay Hill. By the way, that is fucking insane, Jimmy. If you stand on the sixth hole at Bay Hill and you look at the green, there's no way, right? It's like Long Beach from your joint, mate. Great. When you when you saw starting around, when you saw him do that, what went through your mind? I knew he was going to try it. Right. I can't imagine anyone having the cards to do that in the tournament. I mean, fuck me. I mean, it's like 350 carry. I mean, give me a break. But Science Guy had the tour by the balls in November when he walked into that event for what he did at fucking wing foot. And I was heavy on it, and so were you, or I made you heavy on it. But he didn't play the angles. He fucking went for everything. He tried to drive the green at three and made triple. He fucking tried to hit it out of the deep muff at 13 on Thursday and made fucking double. And he fought his way all around the course, and then he got rolled by a 65-year-old German, fucking Bernard Langer, on Sunday. So science left with the tail between his legs. What's going to happen this week? Who the hell knows? But if science played like Tiger played, or Jack, where he used his power on the fives, and he fucking learnt something from November 
and he laid up a few of these holes and played the angles. Mate, I don't know if science, I don't know if science has the respect for the angles. And they're going to get tricky this week, and it's going to be fucking interesting to see. But if science plays the way I think he could, he's, he's right there at the top, mate. I think it's hilarious how you've just glossed this guy as science, like from science guy to science. And I do like, Elk, how professional you were to call him Bryson once just to establish who we were talking about as if we didn't know who you were talking about. And now he's just science. Now he's just science. Can we, we don't want to confuse science with math. Like you often talk about the math of the game, right? Math is not the same as science, right? No, and I think what's happened with him is He's building a space shuttle, right, to go to the moon, and it fucking blows up on the way, and he has no plan B. He just keeps going, just fucking smash it every hole. And, you know, he's trying to drive the third. He's trying to hit it over the trees at 13. You know, I was watching Vijay Singh, you know, on the driving range, watching science yesterday, and Bryson's doing the speed drills. He's trying to get it up to whatever, fucking 480 miles an hour or whatever, and he just fucking looks like everything's going to break, and he's going, and it's awesome and all that. And I can't help but think, well, wonder what VJ was thinking. He's like, fuck, I spent a lot of time flipping that big fucking tractor tire around in my backyard. Maybe I should have been doing some of this speed training. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of laughed about it. I think that's really funny, <laughs> actually. Really funny. All right, so I'm just jumping around now, Elk. But for instance, like Ricky Fowler, for the first time in a decade, why don't we talk about a guy who's not going to be there? This is a guy with two top 10 finishes at Augusta in the last three years, and he can't even get an invite. I mean, no doubt he is in the tank of all tanks right now. Everything is going wrong. You and I both know that when it goes, it goes quickly. It does not always come back. I know you're close to those who are close to him. What is your take on Rick's game right now, and what do you see that has him all jacked up? I hate to see what he's got going, mate. He's just swinging terrible, and you know, I think this lands at the feet of Butch Harmon and Claude Harmon. I think they fucked his swing up back in the day. Ricky, When Ricky first came on tour, I was playing in the Fries tournament in Scottsdale, and I saw this kid come up, and he had all fucking purple on. He's had hair all over his eyes and everything. And I went over and watched him hit balls, and I had Bullet with me, and I'm watching this swing action, and I said to Bullet, I said, this guy right here, he's going to be a fucking force on tour. And he had this real nasty downstroke. I'm talking about the math now. He had this real Sergio downstroke load. He just fucking squashed it. And it's a real unique type of hitting action. It's a real dynamic move. And um, I said to Bullet, mate, watch out for this kid. And Bullet said, well, fuck, he can't even see the ball, Elk. His hair's all over his eyes. He's dressed in fucking purple. He's not going to do anything. I said, bullshit. Wait for it. So... Off Ricky went, and, you know, he had a lot of success. He's a good player, very, you know, super fucking well-behaved, awesome with sponsors, the whole show. Love Ricky Fowler. And then he kind of went off with Butch, and they changed his swing. He went to this sort of two-step swing where he puts the club halfway back. Everybody's seen it. He checks it. And he sort of, he sort of neutered him. Butch Harmon sort of neutered his swing, and he lost all the power. I'd love to see him get he's, – he's, he's a motocross guy. He's a hit-and-shoot guy. Just get him back to being dynamic. But, of course, when you're not swinging well, Jim, then you fucking putt bad and you chip bad and the pressure's on and the sponsors are on you and the fucking crowd's on you and Elk and Rome are talking about you. And it becomes a little overbearing, mate. And, and I just hope that he can get his natural feel back. Spieth 
has done it. I think there's a lot of props go to Spieth for pulling himself through the asshole of the unknown is what he's done here. You're fucking locked in there. And if you can pull yourself through the asshole of the unknown, because you don't know where you're fucking going, if you pull yourself through out the other side, which he has, he's turned himself inside out and fucking boom, here I am. That is beautiful, Elk. I've never actually heard you utter that phrase before, pulling yourself through the asshole of the unknown. How, in speed, I think, he would say to you, I never lost the faith that I would somehow come through this, but I do admit there were dark times where I lost my confidence. When you lose your confidence, it's really, really hard. How does one go about pulling themselves through the asshole of the unknown? Well, I think you've got to identify... Spieth was easy to identify what was going on with him. He couldn't fucking hit the fairway. And he had a bad grip, and he, and he admittedly went to try to get more distance, which fucking brings me to, not to change the subject, but sure. why the fuck is Rory McIlroy trying to get distance? And why the fuck is he, not the story this week, going for the Grand Slam? He's got to get a fucking Grand Slam. He's going to Grand Slam his fucking head into the locker if he doesn't get his shit together, Jim. I mean, give me a break. Is we it, haven't talked about Rory. Okay, well, I was going to get to your guy, Rory. So as long as you brought that up, what about that? Why, why is he not more of a story this week? Is he going to get that Grand Slam this week? Is he ever going to get it? He's not going to get it this week. I don't think you can be as low as he was mentally at Bay Hill when he said, you know, I'm not happy. Uh, by the way, I was watching the golf with Sam on that day, and fucking Bryson's back there, and Rory hit three balls in the water at the sixth hole at Bay Hill trying to cut the corner. And I said to Sam, I said, why the fuck is Rory trying to go across the corner? I mean, was he trying to be Bryson? I mean... He just hit a three-wood out to the right, knock it on the green with a fucking two-iron, and he's still almost in the lead of the tournament. Why is he trying to fucking show off over there? I mean, that's Bryson's move. That's not his move. Mm-hmm. Tiger wouldn't do that. Fucking Jack wouldn't do that. Fuck, you name it, wouldn't do that. So, And then he said, well, you know, my swing, I went after distance. Well, mate, he, was, he finished number one in fucking distance at the U.S. Open that he said that Bryson affected him. So... He's not on the fucking page he should be on, and he's changed his coach, and he's trying to... We all know Rory Swing. He goes back, and he moves it to the inside a little bit. Beautiful-looking action, and then he rips it. And I think he's trying to take out a little bit of that move to the inside at the change of directions. And, and hey, who knows? I mean, he stood on the 10th tee, I think, here a few years back with a three-shot lead and hit it in fucking tennessee cabin up on the fucking porch where they play smoke cigars and all that bullshit and made triple and that was the end of that um so it's going to be tough on rory mate because he's got everyone over in europe pulling for him and everyone over here sort of eh, fuck, eh, whatever <laughs> how's that for data there's some elk data elk, i was gonna ask you about sam how is sam hitting him and what's sam up to sam's working he's out of school graduated, playing good, uh, working for Jim Crane, the owner of the Astros, owns a safety company, uh, and he's, <laughs> he's doing that. I told him, son, you're the best fucking golfer in town that sells fire hydrants and fucking rubber gloves I mean, and lemon-scented fucking hand wash. You're a fucking legend. Beautiful, beautiful.
When you call a Dell Technologies advisor, you are talking to somebody who is not waiting for their turn to speak. No, they actually want to hear what you have to say. They're focused on you, ready to give advice on everything from laptops to the cloud and offer tailored solutions powered by Intel vPro platform to keep your small business ready for what's next. Our advisors listen so you know your small business needs have been heard. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. You know what, Elk, on a really serious note, Sam, Sam's a big cat guy. When you guys heard about Tiger Woods and that he was involved in that catastrophic accident, what was the first thing that went through your mind? Is he going to live? Right, right, that same. the first same. thing. You know, it's interesting about cat is, you know, we can't even talk about this because, you know, you, this is your fucking livelihood to talk about this, but... For somehow he's so protected and there's not even a question allowed to be asked about what happened to him. You know, we all know, well, was he doing this? Was he doing that? Did he actually fucking put his foot on the brake? I mean, there's so many unanswered questions about Tiger. And, and then, of course, is he going to live? Is he going to, you know, is he ever going to be able to play again? He's broke his ankle. I mean, I can't imagine having a shattered ankle and trying to come back. And is this, you and I have talked on this show about the book, Fucking where we saw it come together in 97, where we, you know, all these chapters of upside down of his life. Is this it? Is this the fucking last one, mate? Was, was this it? Right. Is this how it ends? You know, there was a report Is today. It? Yeah, it may, it yeah. May, we may not ever see him again in competition. We don't well, know. I was going to say, just that one thought about that, Oak. There was a report today that he's doing pretty well and he's doing a good job of blocking out all the noise. He's focused on rehab. And according to one report, he would like to return to tour. You mentioned briefly the nature of the injuries. I mean, it seems, I mean, who am I to say? It's not for me to judge what he should and shouldn't do with his time. The fact that he's still here, you would think that the most important thing would be to be with his family and live a normal life. Could you really see him returning to competitive golf on any level? It's a good question. I mean, would he want to go to Augusta again and walk around there? I mean, when, you play, when, you're a, when you're a past champion, like there's a lot of them playing this week, Sandy Lyle, Ian Wisdom, I mean, there's a ton of guys that are out there, the, the patrons. It's, 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 I often wondered, you know, if I was lucky enough to win, would I go back and, and see what they how they treat him and Tiger, you know, Tiger changed the game there at Augusta, right? He changed the whole thing in 97 and they changed the course. They changed the way the players play. I mean, he's certainly one reason that science is fucking science in a certain, certain degree. So yeah, I mean, will he play the regular tour events? Nah, no way. He might play a handful, you know, a handful of the ones that he really likes. And if he could walk them and he could play, I mean, we've seen him now come back, Without a coach, got a longer swing, uh, seems to enjoy his golf, made some relationships with Justin Thomas and his father that's coaching his son, young Charlie. So Tiger's had to pull out and actually expand his sort of inner circle to where he actually has to be nice to people and talk to fucking everyone. And he's doing a really nice job of it. And this, mate, what's happened here is just fucking terrible. Terrible. I mean, really, really terrible. I agree with you, Elk. Listen, I could ask you, and there's certain things I want to hit on before you go. I, I need the update on Secret Golf. Before I do so, it, who else, rather than me ask you about a certain guy or guys, who else is interesting to you this week that you're looking at? I think Rahm is interesting to me. John Rahm, who I like, just had a baby last week, a baby boy, and 
my daughter Annie was born a week before the 95 PGA, right. uh, sorry, 95 Masters, and I floated into Augusta and never had a nerve in my body. I was shot, smiling from ear to ear, very relaxed, and finished third behind Crenshaw. Went on that year, won the PGA later that year, won the Varden Trophy. Ram is so intense, he fucking saw him hitting himself in the head with his putter at the TPC or the Players' Championship the other day. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Ram? But <laughs> I think Ram is a, is a bit of a sort of a... You can't call him a sleeper because he's one of the top players in the world. Um, I think a young guy like uh, Neiman, who, who's friends with Sergio, Sergio will get him around these practice rounds. The big thing about... Here's the deal on Augusta this week. When they walk out on the golf course, they're going to play the practice round today. And tomorrow, when they walk out there on Thursday, it is not even going to be the same course. The Augusta does this fucking jujitsu move Thursday morning where they cut this three times more or that two times and this. And the course is different. And you get on the first hole and you've got a 10-footer and it was two cups out on the right, but now the wind's blowing and it's a little drier. Well, now it's fucking five cups out on the right. And if you're not, if you're a rookie, you're dead. You're, you're fucking dead. You've got no idea. And so you have to then weigh. We talk about data. How much do I use on this, the page I sent you? How much do you use on experience? How much do you use on current form? And you look down this list here, and you've got Science Guy, who won at Bay Hill. You've got JT. You've got Justin Johnson, who won. You've got Ram hasn't won. And you've got guys like Shoffley that has a suited ball flight. He's a young guy. Um, but you've got other guys like Sergio, who he's not going to be surprised by anything. Can he putt good enough? I don't know. It's a fucking question mark. But mm. I think he's going to be in there. Good stuff. I love it. Hey, Elk, really quickly, sidebar. Talk to me about March Madness. Your Cougs made a hell of a run to the Final Four. As you probably know, this is an enormous Kelvin Sampson house. You know, I hate to see what happened to them in the semifinals, but Baylor is no joke. What about the ride overall? What was that like for you? Unreal. I was feeling a little down, mate, until I saw Baylor right. fucking undress Gonzaga the way they undressed us, and then I felt a little better. So there's a big thing tonight down at U of H for the boys coming back to the Fertitta Center. So I'm going to go down there and wave at them, have a couple beers. Speaking of beers. Great season. Yeah, great season. Great run. Great, great run. Really good program. You know what? Times change. Elk, liquor changes. Times change. You and I have known. We've been very good friends for a long, long time. You've always known me to be a clear liquor guy. Gin forever. Then I downgraded as I got older to vodka. Then I had a little foray into the darker drinks, starting with tequila. I'm not quite ready to join you yet with bourbon. I will be soon. But Elk, can you believe this? The last several months, I've become kind of a scotch man. So and I don't even know how that happened because for my entire life, I thought scotch tasted like ass and I would never get there. And all of a sudden now, I find myself knocking back a good single malt. And I like that. Is there hope for me? And can I meet you halfway over at Bourbon? I tried to be a scotch guy when two weeks in Scotland. And at the end of the two weeks, it was still fucking ass. Right. Yeah. Couldn't I- get there. Too much peat. Just, just fucking, oh, mate, too heavy. Bourbon, on the other hand, has a real wide range, right? Like, I don't like one end of it where it gets real peppery. Like, I don't put pepper on steak or anything like that. Those guys that like pepper, perfect. Over here, you've got some, you've got some sweeties, you know, with some vanilla and stuff. So, mate, 
I think we should have a fucking sit down and I would like to sort of show you how to get into it, mate. I need that elk. That's exactly what I need. Now, I do like pepper. And you know what, man? I, I like the heavy. You know, I, I drink everything straight. I like it heavy. And I don't know why at age 40 it tasted like ass, but into my 50s it tastes like butter. How do you explain that, elk? It's so, it's so fucking true. Have you tried Lafroy? That's that's the ass of all. That's That is ash juice fucking number one. Can you do that? I, that that I, will tell me. I, I'm going to try. It's really smoky, right? I've heard of it. I've heard about it, but I've never had it. It's smoky, right? Max ash juice right there. Max. Okay. All right. M-A-G. <laughs> M-A-G. Best. Max. All right. I'm going to try that. But yeah, yes, you can school me up and educate me. Listen, Elk, take, take a moment. Take some time. You've got another classic Elk Jungle Masters game through the Secret Golf app. It's a $10 game. Everybody with an iPhone can get down. How does this work? Where do people find out about it? And lay it out for me. Yeah, mate, you, 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 you've been so nice to me and my company. You know, Secret Golf is basically, I have 33 tour players under contact, mm. uh, contract wow. that I do all their content with. And, you know, we try to draw a crowd around, you know, our, our media, and that's cool. But we also have a, a peer-on-peer gaming, which is, I think it's cool. I don't like to put. I don't like to go where I put down and I just. I'm in with ten thousand people. I want to be in a game with fucking Hawk and all the clowns, uh, all the clones. <laughs> so we have an SG Tour app. Uh, Hawk put it up on his Twitter. SG, the little, little tiny space, then Tour, SG Tour, and then uh, you sync it up with your PayPal. We're, we've got a Masters Jungle game up there for ten bucks, and we. We've picked the per star. We're going to do a tour payout like we do with, uh, like the tour players do. We're not we're not trying to gouge anyone. So we're we're going to have fun with it and see who is the master's jungle fucking legend. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Of course. This time, though, don't make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender. It's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire, and it goes wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? I love that. Peer-to-peer, too, so you're not stuck in with thousands and thousands of people. You know whose ass you're kicking. I think that's great, and I love that you take advantage of that with the clowns. Urgh, clones every year at this time. Hey, Elk, really quickly, when you talk, it's amazing that you've got 32, 33 guys that you've synced up with with Secret Golf. Give me an idea. Who are a couple of the guys that you most like to work with that are really good about the app and giving back and have time for it and understand it? Well, all my guys are all owners of our company. We have girls as well. I have some of the best girl players. There is Stacey Lewis, Jarita Pillar, Lynchicum, Lang, all these good, good uh, Gabby Lopez from Mexico, great players. Of course, Pat Perez, you know, he was a, one of my invest, first investors in my company. I love that. Um, Co-Crack is playing this week in the Masters. Uh, Ryan Palmer is playing in the Masters this week. Mike Leishman is in there. Lefty Brian Harmon, who almost was right there at the Players' Championship. There's four of them out there this week, so that's good. Um, yeah, we just, you know, we we want to take you to where you can't go. It's kind of like your your style of content. I've learned a lot from you. You know, you want to go somewhere where you can't get it anywhere else. 
That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And now more than ever. So one last thought about Pat Perez. You and I both love, love Pat Perez. What did that mean to you that he was a guy who bought in, believed in you, and was an early investor in the company? Well, Pat and I, you know, we've been friends for forever. And, um, you know, he's on this journey, mate. He, he, he's such an interesting guy. He's so mis, you know, he's miscalculated by everyone. They think he's got long hair and doesn't give a shit and wears Jordan shoes and all this stuff. But he fucking loves golf so much. He's like me. You know, he lives for it. And, you know, he's finally, you know, got married, finally fucking having kids now. And he's finally getting the hang of everything. And, trying to settle down and do all this stuff and he's having a good little career mate he he hasn't won tons of tournaments but when he gets going he does and it's interesting to me jim when you get to know our players and you get to learn their story like you know a lot about pat perez the golf world you know more about pat perez and and the clones know more about him than the golf world because you talk to him and you get to know him and that's kind of what i'm talking about here i want you to be invested in his life and what it, what he's going through. I think it's I think it's very interesting. See, actually, Elk, you you understand that I've spent my entire career trying to introduce athletes to listeners and listeners to athletes. If you let us in, I can help you tell your story because so many of these guys in any sport have amazing stories to tell, but they're not either A, always willing to tell the story, or B, good at telling the story. Pat's fascinating, man, and Pat is such a good dude. He is such a good dude, and he's good at telling the story. He'll let you in. That's so important. He will. And, you know, he has strong opinions. I Some like that. Some people love him. I like that. I mean, we, you and I have strong opinions, and you know what? I like that. I don't, you know, I don't want no fence riders. I don't want to talk about them. Mr. Burke, who's 98 years old, the oldest Masters champion, he's part of our company as well. He's still here, still kicking. But we'll, when he was younger and he had a voice that was strong, he would say to us, fucking say something, get off the fucking fence, one way or the other. I don't care if you hate this topic, go ahead and show me the hate on it. Fucking don't sit on the roof. Mr. Burke. All right, so Jackie Burke. So, Elk, lastly, if the clowns would like to get in, I'm not even going to correct myself, if the clowns <laughs> would like to get in and get down, once again, tell them how to do it. Uh, go to the Apple Store, SG Tour app, golfing app, Sync up your PayPal, join the game. Sorry, sync up your uh, PayPal so you've got some money in the bank. And then you'll go to public games and you'll find the Masters Jungle game. If you're totally confused with that, go to Hawk's Twitter and he's posted a poster we made yesterday that just says steps one through four there, mate. Look, I mean this really, really truly and sincerely, I mean this when I say this. Like, I know that you understand the room. I know that you understand that when you come into the jungle, you have a lot of pride in that. You want to deliver for the clones. I also understand that you and I have done this a long, 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 long time. You never, ever, ever mail it in. I'm going to say right now, this conversation you and I just had is as good a conversation as we have ever had. And that really is a tribute to you, uh, Elk. I appreciate you very, very much. That is a great preview a great conversation the energy is right there what can i say my man you're my guy i appreciate that elk always jimmy you're the best mate and uh, i learned a lot from you and uh, we're gonna have a great masters i think the country needs it mate dry fast fucking greens at augusta science guy going up in the fucking muff we got steve making them from all over the place the flowers are going to bloom the fucking sheilas are out with the fucking uh sundresses boom here we go
I know it can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or you're running late, to find yourself at a railway crossing waiting on a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not there yet, you might feel a bit tempted to try to sneak across the tracks. Don't ever do it. To the naked eye, trains appear to be further away and moving slower than they actually are, and they can't stop quickly. Even if the engineer hits the emergency brakes right away, it can take a train over a mile to stop. Over one mile to stop. Think about that. By that time, it's too late, and the result is a potentially deadly crash. The point is, you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop quickly. Even if it sees you, it's going to end in disaster. If the signals are on, the train is on its way. And you just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. Huge thanks to my guy Elk. That's why I look forward to that conversation every single time, because every single time it smashes all expectations. Now, if you're hearing this before Thursday's early tea times, then hustle up, join his gambling game through his secret golf app. All the info is posted on his Twitter feed. You can find him at ElkPGA. Once again, the handle is at Elk PGA, E-L-K-P-G-A. Appreciate you listening. Back next week with episode 170. But until then, here are your voicemails. First new message. Man, Smack. Really appreciate you taking a couple days off to fly out here to celebrate my birthday with me. But, dude, let me tell you something. That scotch, man, I don't think I can hang anymore. Message deleted. Next message. What up, Snag? Dan and your Belinda. I uh, complete my first week-long fast tonight at just over 10 p.m. First time I've gone this long, and I've uh, been experimenting with intermittent stuff and shorter fasts for a few years, but uh, you guys rallied me to, to step up my game. I've had nothing other than water until uh, 10 o'clock tonight. My skin's feeling itchier than it ever has, but other than that, I mean, the, the headaches are fine, and the hunger and the stomach stuff's fine, and it's all gravy, baby. I think you guys should try it as well, and uh, let us all know how it works out for you. Love you guys. Message deleted. Next message. Rome, what's going on? This is David from Buffalo. I've got to call in about Bruce Drennan, man. That was an absolutely awesome rant back in the day when I lived in Cleveland. I never called that guy's show, but I always thought he was entertaining. He was the guy, even though he took a lot of phone calls, he did his homework. He wasn't one of these phonies who just kept taking call after call. You could see he was well-researched. This was a guy who really was an old-school sports fan, so it was great to see a guy like that go off on somebody who was a complete jackass. I don't know how it would work out with the contracts with CBS Sports Radio, but get this man to guest host some time or get him on the podcast because he's got a hell of a story. Appreciate you giving him some props, Rome, on a national level. I'm out. Message saved. Next message. What's up, Jimmy? It's Dr. Dave. This whole Krispy Kreme vaccine for free donut promotion is a piece of shit. Do they not realize that obesity has probably been the number one cause of death from COVID? You give them more free donuts, they're going to be more obese. This is the worst promotion ever. This company is fucking stupid. Don't get me wrong. I love a Krispy Kreme donut, but don't be tempting people to worsen their health during a fucking pandemic. Message saved. Next message. Oops, I'm sorry, my bad. I was trying to get a hold of Tom Brady. I guess this is where I get a hold of Jim Rome. Message saved. Next message. 
Hi, Tim. This is Treva in Merritt Island, Florida. I did just listen to the Sean Casey interview. The mayor, oh my gosh, such a great storyteller. As a native Cincinnatian, I watched him play, but I never heard that story about Wrigleyville, him getting on and off the bus. He's a gem. Thanks for bringing him on, Jim, for opening day. As always, you're the best. Happy spring to the Jungle Nation, the clones. That's why we listen to you every weekday. Love you, my man. Message saved. You have no more messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.